Welcome back to the Bama Online Podcast. It is a Thursday, August the 3rd, 2023. Travis Schreier, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com, back with you. It is a special edition of the podcast as, once again, the Alabama Crimson Tide returns to the practice field in advance of the upcoming season. Day one of fall camp, the 17th fall camp for Alabama football under head coach Nick Saban. We've got a little bit of a twist to this thing. Now, we did some watch-alongs a year ago, I believe it was. And what we do is we take the footage that UA gives us as the media to work with. What we've got in this opening practice is a little under four minutes. Uh, But what we're going to do this time around is we're going to incorporate it with the actual video. So if you want to see that, uh, we're going to have it on the roundtable. It'll be linked. It'll be attached in the thread right underneath the audio version of the podcast. So You'll be able to check that out. And of course, that's going to be uploaded too at my own YouTube page, at Travis Ryer, B-O-L, on YouTube. You'll be able to find it as well. So let's get things going. Without further ado, and as is typically the case with this footage that we get from UA, the opening shot of Nick Saban. Nick Saban in that straw cap before we roll the video just got to ask the question, when it comes to iconic headgear in all of American team sports history, Alabama's got to have maybe two of the top five or ten, right? Paul Bear Bryant with that houndstooth hat, Nick Saban with this straw hat, uh, some iconic, iconic headgear. And as we get things going on the practice footage, if you're watching along with practice footage uh, to the audio version of this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and hit play right now. So there we go. Uh, as we get things rolling, Nick Saban, totally in his element. I, I'm already stopping at two seconds in, okay? Because we've got Nick Saban absolutely in his element, coaching up those defensive backs, little technique work during individual drills. You'll know that Nick Saban is losing his fastball when you don't see Nick Saban doing this type of stuff, specifically with the corners. But he does it with, really, other players as well. And in this footage, we see first up Malachi Moore, the veteran defensive back, going against Kendrick Law. Looks like some ball security drills here, trying to get the ball out. Then we see Traveris Robinson putting those safeties through their paces. Nick Saban right there checking things out as well. Uh, it looks like Tony Mitchell, who had some off-the-field issues back in the spring as an early enrollee. I, I see a 27 there with the safeties. Also, Bray Hubbard, who I thought was really impressive in the A-Day game, a guy who played mostly the quarterback position at the high school level, uh, a guy who was thought to be headed the baseball route for college athletics, ends up at Alabama as a scholarship safety, and looking so uh, looking so far so good for the Mississippian here as he gets his career at Alabama going. We roll the tape a little bit. There's Devonta Smith. The number eight jersey. We didn't see Smith in the 8A game, so good to see him back out there repping with those young safeties. There's Jake Pope, number 21, very active in the 8A game. Back in April, had the big hit on Jermaine Burton down that sideline. Christian Story, obviously being counted on to uh, help out at the safety position. What you wonder about with Christian in this video, you see a bit of a knee brace there on his left knee. Uh, you hope that's not a hindrance to him as he looks to compete for one of those roles, whether it be base, nickel, or dime. Working through those defensive backs, there's Trey Amos, the cornerback transfer from Louisiana, a guy I was very impressed with in watching some of his tape from last season. I thought Tank Dell, one of the better wide receivers in college football a year ago, currently now, I believe, 
of the Houston Texans. You go back and watch that Independence Bowl. Trey Amos did a damn good job in his opportunities against Tank Dale. Des Ricks a little bit there as well. We transition into more individual period work, and there is Nick Saban once again with those corners. Right in the middle of things, we see Antonio Kite, a guy I wouldn't sleep on, you know. Antonio Kite, Jalil Hurley, similar guys in that. Coming out of high school, there was talk about safety or corner. Kite has settled in at corner. Another guy, when you talk about just the spring game and how he performed uh, in that scenario, thought he did some nice things as well. Uh, you've also got Des Ricks in this. There's Kuwait McKinstry about to go with Kite in a hand placement drill there. Uh, some lateral movement involved. Here comes Terry and Arnold. You obviously expect him. This is at the 28-second mark. Working with Des Ricks, Terry and Arnold expected to be right there at the top of that mix. For that job opposite Kool-Aid McKinstry, looks like Des Ricks too, you know, as a reclassifier to the class of 2023. Got the early jump on his career at Alabama. Looks like he's made a few gains maybe in the offseason program. Still got some work to do, some ground to cover, but Nick coaching him up. Here comes Trey Amos jumping into the drill. Kool-Aid looks like he's added some muscle up top, by the way. He looks exceptionally good. He certainly looks the part right now of a future NFL first-round pick for the 2024 NFL Draft. Amos working on some jam and some handwork techniques, some uh, prevention against releases, I would guess that is, where wide receivers are concerned. Nick getting him coached up as well. Here we go, moving through the corners, Terry and Arnold uh, with Jalil Hurley. And so we stop it at the 53-second mark because we're about to transition into the wide receiver position. And look, Draw whatever conclusions you want to draw from this. Uh, they're working in threes in this initial footage that we're going to see, but the first three wide receivers that we see together, not really a surprise, even if it is an indication of things to come, because Ja'Cory Brooks and Jermaine Burton a year ago were obviously uh, two of the very top guys. There's Isaiah Bond in that group. You kind of expect that as well. And you go back to the spring game A-Day, it was a little bit of a mismatch. Uh, of guys. But uh, as we work through these rotations of threes, we'll note them. And so there goes Brooks, Burton, and Bond, the bees, killer bees, hopefully Alabama fans are thinking. Here at the 53-second mark, we roll it from 53 seconds. And next up, as we'll stop it right here at about 57, you've got Malik Benson, the junior college transfer, Kendrick Law also in that mix. And let's see, who do we got there? Shaz Preston working in that trio in that second line of receivers. Next up, here comes Kobe Prentice, obviously expected to be very much in the mix in the slot once again as a sophomore. Emmanuel Henderson in this next group in the middle of these three uh, as we stopped it at the 59-second mark here. Emmanuel Henderson, a very intriguing guy in that when you talk about the 2022 recruiting rankings, thought to be maybe the top running back recruit for that cycle. He has settled in at wide receiver, had the explosive play touchdown against Malachi Moore in the 8A game. It's a guy who can translate to special teams, maybe a kickoff return option in Emmanuel Henderson. So uh, good-looking, long athlete to go along with Prentice here. And in this next group we're going to see coming up as we roll it with 102 into this tape, 
we're going to see Jaron Hamilton. Looks like Jaron's working with that hamstring support on that left leg, perhaps. Also, Cole Adams in this group. We didn't see Cole in the spring game, so he's back and uh, doing his thing at the wide receiver position. Hamilton, really, really good size at the wide receiver spot as we let it roll there to the 110 mark where we stop it because now we're going to get into quarterbacks. There's Jalen Milrow first up. And, boy, I don't know many teams that want their quarterback or one of their quarterbacks to be the first guy off the bus, but Jalen Milrow may be that guy for Alabama in 2023. He's first up in this footage as we roll it at the 110 mark and just working on some play fakes and some uh, some basic fundamental stuff where ball handling is concerned. And I think it also tells you in a way that, you know, Alabama's going to move the quarterback off the launch point uh, in 2023. Whichever one or maybe two of these guys that see the field during the upcoming season, I think this is the kind of drill that is indicative of what you're likely to see once the season starts with an emphasis on maybe the red zone, some run pass option in more of a traditional sense off of play action fakes, bootleg action, uh, get these guys out on the corner where they have some options and they can all three, Tyler Buckner right here going after Ty Simpson. Uh, all three of these guys uh, can, can do it with their wheels too. Here's Dylan Lonergan as we roll it with 131 into this. Lonergan, very impressive in his own right in his first 8A game back in April. Uh, made it look pretty easy for a guy participating in that type of environment for the first time. Certainly wasn't um, overwhelmed by his environs at Bryant-Denny Stadium back on A-Day. So it's Lonergan up next, working that bootleg action. Here comes Eli Holstein doing much of the same. Tommy Reese right there, making sure these play fakes are getting carried out as we roll it at the 142 mark. Now we've got some tight ends involved with the quarterbacks. Tyler Buckner up first. Uh, good to see Robbie Oots out there. Robbie Oots out for spring practice back in March and April. Looks like he's fully recovered and ready to go. Physically impressive, much like the guy who follows him in this drill in Danny Lewis. And Milrow next up at the quarterback spot again. Just a simple outcut to the tight ends. Should be easy. Milrow and Lewis make it look that way. Same for Miles Kitzelman and Ty Simpson coming up next. And there we get a glimpse. Stop it at the 157 mark. And if you want to know if Amari Nyblack has made some physical strides during the offseason, uh, 157 into this video, if you stop it, it's the Alabama football practice footage that we've got for you via on three. Yeah. And we heard Nick Saban talk about it a little bit post-practice. Uh, he obviously mentioned CJ Dupree, but the other tight end he mentioned was Amari Nyblack. And, uh, he mentioned the possibility for Nye Black to be that mismatch. And I think C.J. Dupree can be some of that, too. I think they've got a really nice mix at the tight end position because you got those guys in the passing game that can obviously get the job done, like Nye Black, like C.J. Dupree. But then you've got some guys that can bring some physicality to that position as well, like Danny Lewis, like Robbie Oots, Miles Kitzelman to an extent. Ty Lockwood in a position where you can view him more as a developmental prospect. You've got depth at that position. You don't have to rush anyone. So it looks like this could be a real plus because you remember a year ago, Cam Latou was out for an extended stretch 
in the preseason. So whereas a lot of the young guys got work at that point, it was more of a question mark, the tight end position going into the season. As we roll it here at the one minute and 58 second mark, we've got Tyler Buckner set to take a shotgun snap. And he too is working that quick flip. Uh, a little bit high and wide, but uh, Nyblack shows you he can haul that in. Milrow up next. Same thing here to Ty Lockwood. Lockwood working on a, with a sleeve on that right leg. Here's Ty Simpson on a quick hit right in the middle of the field to Ja'Cory Brooks in stride. Ja'Cory does what he needs to do with that. Next up, I think we've got some throws that you like to see. Now, the problem with practice footage that isn't uh, maybe produced on our own is that Everything gets completed. If you watch just the practice footage here as we stopped it at the 2 minute and 13 second mark, uh, the ball's never on the ground. So we see some impressive throws here from Ty Simpson and Jalen Milrow and Buckner. And I think they're telling throws because they look to be more of that deep out cut from the opposite hash. And so Simpson's going to drop here and deliver absolutely on the money to Kobe Prentice over on the left sideline. Very nice ball from uh, Ty Simpson. Next up, Tyler Buckner working the same route, delivers to the outside. Now, you know, Kendrick Law has to slow down for this ball a little bit, and it's just one clip. I'm not making a big deal out of it. I'm just referring back to Nick Saban's comments post-practice, and I've stopped it here at the 2 minute and 24 second mark. Talking more about Nick Saban's comments in relation to Buckner and how there is more of an adjustment for him, not just in terms of his supporting cast that he's walking into, talented as they might be, this isn't a group that he's spent the last two years uh, repping with and getting to know and understanding the intricacies and the small things and how this guy you know, might be at this spot at this certain point in a route. And this guy may not be at that point. So there's a newness still there, and that's even with the summer of work that these guys have been able to get. Because as Nick alluded to, too, you can do all this stuff over the course of the summer, but when you jump into the first day of fall camp, there's a difference. And so uh, Buckner with a nice enough ball there to Kendrick Law, but I, I think on some of these throws from Tyler Buckner, you're seeing how he's having to adapt. And that's before the terminology and everything else is taken into account, because we talked about this on some previous pods. I wrote about it this evening on what Saban said and what we think it means. At Alabama, when coordinators leave, especially on the offensive side of the ball, the terminology doesn't go with them. The coordinator comes in and adapts to the terminology, for the most part, that has been there with the Alabama offense. And so that's the same thing for the quarterbacks, obviously. And so whereas you would think the history of Tyler Buckner and Tommy Reese would work maybe in Buckner's uh, advantage that way. It really doesn't because just like Reese, he's having to learn all the new technology checks, all that terminology checks, all those things as well. So we roll it here, the 226 mark, Jalen Milrow up next. There's that deep out cut uh, and he's on the money to Emmanuel Henderson over there on the sideline. We stop it at the 233 mark. Here we got Rob G, Rob Gillespie working with the running backs. Uh, Jace McClellan up first, looking good. We got Roy L. Williams back there. We heard from Nick Saban post-practice that Jam Miller had a quad strain. And so we don't see Jam Miller in this drill, but we do see Jace McClellan working on some basic handoff stuff with Rob Gillespie. 
Here's Roydell Williams. You talk about a couple of backs who should be brimming with confidence and exceptionally healthy after those knee injuries from two years ago. Boy, Roydell is physically impressive right now. He really, really is. Uh, you get to the third back, Justice Haynes there uh, in that familiar number 22. So Justice Haynes looking really good. Uh, big expectations for him as well. And uh, you just sort of keep it moving through that running back position uh, and and still have high hopes. But then when you hear about the quad strain to Jam Miller post-practice Thursday, and it doesn't sound as if it's serious in nature. I think Saban described it as something that'll keep Jam Miller out for a couple of days. It just reinforces, doesn't it, that you can have four or five backs at a place like Alabama. And by October, November, you can feel like, hey, we need four or five more. And I stopped it at the 255 mark here uh, because we're getting into offensive line play now. And this gets a little interesting because it is day one. We understand that. But you are searching and you are, if we're out there, when we've been out there, Charlie Potter, myself, um, for years, you're kind of looking at that first day mix along the offensive line. Defensive line to an extent, too. Uh, but the first clip we see here at the 255 mark of this footage, Seth McLaughlin at center, the next group. Looks like Jaden Roberts at right guard. I'm going to think that's uh, – it looks like Miles McVeigh, who – I don't know if we've talked enough about Miles McVeigh. This is a determined young dude. I, I won't say he was kind of the other tackle because of Caden Proctor and maybe even Wilkin Formby in this 2023 class, but I was impressed with uh, – I was impressed with Miles McVeigh in the 8A game. He was the guy that opened up with the twos at right tackle, played the entire first half. Formby came on for him there as we've got it stopped here at the 303 mark of the footage. And Miles McVeigh has only continued to build on that momentum, it seems. He's done a nice job. A guy who really needed some work in sort of reshaping his body. And it looks like he is off to a very successful start in that regard. And it's not difficult for me to envision Miles McVay being a real factor at the tackle position, maybe guard. You know, this is a guy who could play guard with his size. But um, either way, I think Miles McVay, bright future at Alabama. Jaden Roberts, a really solid interior player. It's just that Alabama has stockpiled that position to the extent where it's tough to tough to get on the field. We see Eric Wolford. Eric Wolford likes the big, big guys. He uh, Offensive linemen are big. He likes them even bigger than that. And so as we move through this clip here at the 306 mark, uh, we see once again Seth McLaughlin at center, but there's Terrence Ferguson at left guard. And you've got Elijah Pritchett at the left tackle position. Now, I guess there's a couple of different ways you could look at this, although later in the clips, we see a indication that maybe the initial inclination is the correct one here. And again, they'll mix and match, guys. So you got to be careful making hard and fast declarations where the pecking orders are concerned. But there's Seth McLaughlin again at the 310 mark, snapping the football. There's Terrence Ferguson, who I wrote about it in our roster countdown for Terrence uh, in going through this 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 team uh, heading into fall camp. You know, I think the, the, the thing I wrote was that if he isn't already there, Terrence Ferguson is very close to being a Power 5 starter. And who knows, maybe it's now for Terrence Ferguson. But he's in there at left guard next to Seth McLaughlin. You've got, uh, again, Pritchett at the left 
tackle position. Then we get into the next group. There's James Brockermeyer at center, uh, Darian Dahlcourt at left guard. Uh, there's Caden Proctor, the true freshman, uh, with that next group at left tackle. And then we see some guys start to move in. Ola Salinen, uh, yeah, there at left guard. And how about Rock Montgomery? And it's not a surprise because guys like Rock Montgomery that are truly interior types, um, you know, they're going to they're gonna work. They're going to cross train typically. Uh, and so Rock Montgomery, it looks like, maybe getting some snaps there at the center position as well under the watchful eye of Eric Wolford. Caden Proctor, once again, large human, nothing has changed in that regard. There's Anquan Bar Anquin Barnes as we get into the defensive lineman here. We're winding things down at the 328 mark of the footage, and I've got it stopped here. And uh, Barnes looks like he's made some nice strides. Uh, looks like he's firmed up, maybe streamlined a little bit. This is a guy that when he came into Tuscaloosa, came to Alabama, Probably more of a true nose, um, but a guy now that looks like, you know, he can play on early downs and uh, maybe still give you some pass rush with his power. But we see him there working with Isaiah Hastings, another young player with potential, uh, working on technique, working on get off. There's Freddie Roach right there, um, trying to be disruptive by, while also maintaining the integrity of the defense. You know, you can't go rogue. Uh, at the defensive line positions. Uh, leverage that we're seeing here. And there's Jamarian Latham at the 338 mark. We didn't see Jamarian during the spring. So good to see him back out there. And he's another one of those guys, especially when you start getting into situational packages as a pass rusher. Although Jamarian physically looks like he made good use of his offseason. He's continued to put on Good weight, good bulk. Looks like he's getting closer and closer to being at least a viable candidate for a role in addition to situational packages. But, you know, shorts and shorts and helmets, there's only so much you can do with the big guys. But the little things, the perceived little things, it can be big. Something Freddie Roach trying to get the most out of his team. There's Edric Hill from Kansas City, Missouri. Impressive looking young player as well. We see Jordan Renaud back there in the number nine jersey. Uh, now Hastings getting some work with Barnes on the other side. There's a guy I like right here at the 348 mark as we're just about to the end of the footage, a second away from the end of the footage. I like Michael Goodwine's potential uh, as a pass rusher and as a disruptor in general. Uh, I don't know if it'll be this year for Michael Goodwine, but there are certainly roles available. For guys who can get after the quarterback, and who knows? Uh, we saw some flash from him in the 8A game uh, in that role, working with that Crimson defense. Uh, showed some get-off, showed some ability to split double teams uh, in the spring game. So just some guys to keep an eye on. That's a good thing about this footage with the defensive linemen that we're winding up with here. Uh, these are guys that aren't necessarily prime rotational candidates maybe right now. But those are the guys you like to check back in with every month or two if you can to see how they're progressing because you never know. Uh, their time could come sooner rather than later. So there you go. We've wrapped it up. There is your Alabama football practice watch along from day one of fall camp 2023 at the University of Alabama. A little bit something different. It'll never be like it was. I get it. But we're doing the best we can with what we've got. I'll tell you what we've got at BamaOnline.com. We've got 
continuous coverage of fall camp. Nick Saban's media availability post-practice on Thursday. We've got covered wall-to-wall for you. Clint Lamb with the practice video and videos of all kinds. Uh, We've got all kinds of content. Jimmy Stein, myself, recruiting never stops. Alabama on commitment watch as we move through into and through the month of August. That won't be changing here in the next few days. We got a lot of stuff in that regard coming up for you. So BamaOnline.com with Tim Watts and Joseph Hastings and Andrew Bone uh, with an emphasis on the recruiting side of things. We are deep and we are here to stay at BamaOnline.com. Travis Schreier thanking you once again for joining us here on the Bama Online Podcast. And until next time, so long, everybody.